0: You got to wonder how deep the Canadian connection goes uh, between SNC uh, and the very corrupt reign of the Gaddafi family. Uh, And as Stuart Bell, who is one of the best investigative reporters in this country, has dug up, I think it goes a lot deeper than we think. And a big part of this story is, you know, how much money SNC is alleged to have spent on the debaucherous behavior of Muammar Gaddafi's son, Sadi. This is a guy that was essentially a loser. Just a loser. But they shelled out just hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on things like prostitutes, concerts, champagne by the crate, all to get these lucrative Libyan contracts. Now, Stuart Bell exposes that there is a Toronto condominium right in one of the most expensive areas of Toronto, right down by the Scotia Center. Prime real estate that Saudi Gaddafi bought for $1.5 million back in 2008. That's what, nine years ago? (laughs) And then S and C dropped another two hundred grand to decorate it for them. You know, put it in those nice uh, lions and furry carpets and all the rest of it. But this is all the center of an international stalemate, which involves the United Nations Security Council, Libya, Canada and, of course, now the Ontario courts. Stuart Bell joins me now. Good to have you, Stuart. And, um, you know, Sadi Gaddafi is well, he's in jail now, but it is really something to read about the, the tale of the connections, including the one you made here in Toronto of this particular condo, which is essentially right in the middle of this huge international fight over you know who owns what.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you have to think back about 10 years when uh, the Gaddafi regime was kind of emerging from uh, a period of isolation, and a lot of companies and countries were courting him, for, uh, particularly for access to uh, construction contracts in uh, Libya. And so, Saadi Gaddafi had come to Canada a couple of times. Uh, he came in 2008 and spent about three months and he was hosted uh, by SNC-Lavalin during that trip. He uh, took an English course while he was here, and he decided to buy a, a condo in downtown Toronto. He uh, spent $1.6 on it, apparently with a suitcase of cash, uh, and it was redecorated by SNC-Lavalin, which spent about $200,000 just fixing it up. But what's interesting is that he, all these years later, uh, despite action by the United Nations and others, uh, he still owns it.
0: Still owns it, and it's probably worth about ten times the amount, but it certainly um, kind of becomes a focus point. For a lot of people who I don't think understand this story and wonder, you know, why should I care? Well, this is the kind of stuff that S&C is accused of pouring money into this bad behavior and, you know, the, the allegations of bribery um, and and just the connection it has to this country.
1: Yeah, in some ways it's kind of a symbol of that era um, when a lot of these things were allegedly going on. Uh, back at this time... Uh, As I say, uh, Lavalin, according to the RCMP, uh, executives at SNC-Lavalin were uh, treating Saadi Gaddafi very nicely. Uh, They were uh, treating him lavishly, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, They spent apparently $2 million just on his visit um, to Canada in 2008. Um, And uh, part of the... You know, part of the allegations that uh, were made by the RCMP um, were that this was done as part of a larger campaign to um, to influence Gaddafi to award contracts to SNC-Lavalin. And, you know, Sadi um, Gaddafi was the son of Colonel Mu- Muammar Gaddafi, but even according to uh, uh, Libyan officials who are based in Ottawa here, He was effectively a leader of the country. He was uh, effectively a president, and what he said was the law. I mean, he could tell people what to do, and he did. And uh, so, this I mean, the condo is a small part, Mm -hmm. much larger window into uh, the way that Saudi Gaddafi was, um, and the whole Gaddafi family, was kind of indulged during that time.
0: Yeah because as you point out the RCMP um say that the company execs did everything from allegedly uh, finance luxury yachts for Gaddafi transfer of tens of millions of dollars um and that's really at the crux of why charges were laid and then it begs the question why is the government of the day then trying so hard to fight for this given the optics of it are just everything wrong uh according to you know what we're supposed to believe here in this country that is the rule of law
1: well, I think the, the difference of opinion that exists over the prosecution is whether or not this is something that the individuals involved should be held responsible for, and, mm-hmm. and some of them were charged, and uh, some of those cases have fallen apart, and some of them haven't. Um, or other people would take the view that, uh, and C lavalin certainly promotes this idea, that it's the, it's the individuals that should be held responsible, not the company at large. And uh, in 2015, the RCMP did charge SNC-Lavalin as a company with fraud and corruption, and that's the subject of this debate over whether or not that prosecution should be proceed um, at the possible risk of jobs or whether uh, it should be deferred into some other way of settling it.
0: And so what happens? I mean, I know we're talking about this one condominium, which is valued at a lot of money, but what happens to that property, given that it's kind of in this international fight between the courts? Uh, are the Canadian courts, and I know it's more complex than that, um, they say that, yes, this belongs to the, to the Libyans, but it's the United Nations that are saying, no, 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 this, we, we own this. Do you get the sense that the Gaddafi, that, you know, many of them are in jail, or if not all of them in jail, do they want this or expect to get any of this back, any of the things that they spent here?
1: Well, I mean, this is an interesting fallout of all of this, uh, this whole scandal. I mean, Sadie Gaddafi he didn't have any money of his own, uh, really, That he, he didn't earn any money. I mean, he was just basically, um, everyone else paid his bills. And so when he lays down, uh, $1.6 million for a condo, it's not, he's not spending his own money. He's gotten it somewhere else. And so the, uh, you know, the, and this is not something he did only in Toronto. I mean, he. Him and the family, the Gaddafi family, did this around the world. They um, they have uh, huge assets around the world that uh, the Libyan, the new Libyan regime, has been trying to recover on the grounds that these are really rightfully the 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 property of the Libyan people. And so, in this case, the um, the Libyan government did in fact go to court in Ontario to to argue that case, and the court agreed. The court um, issued a court order a couple of years ago uh, ordering that this condo be transferred from saudi gaddafi's name into the ownership of the Libyan regime the problem is that uh... saudi gaddafi and the whole family are subject to an assets freeze that was imposed by the united nations security council during the the revolution in two thousand eleven and um, bef in order for the property the condo property ownership to be transferred the UN Security Council has to unfreeze it and it hasn't done that this is it's been several years now and um Canada has taken the case to the Security Council and asked if they could kindly do this they've discussed it a few times but not for a couple of years so you know and as you know the the Security Council is um not an organization that is easily, uh, easily comes to unanimous, unanimous decision about anything. It's notoriously deadlocked. You've got Russia and China sitting there trying to um, veto anything that the Western countries might want. And so this, uh, this property is really just sitting here. It's empty. Uh, the property manager uh, who looks after the building described it as basically like a museum. And if it is, it's a museum of that really of that era when the Gaddafi's lived this, you know, luxurious, high flying lifestyle that was indulged and paid for by um, by others.
0: You know, the wooing of Libya it goes beyond SNC. I mean, the Canadian government for years, whether it's uh, liberal or even the conservative government, they have been open and, and urging Canadians to be open to the economic opportunities. But I don't think Canadians want to be open to economic opportunities when you've got tens of millions in bribes being paid and, and, and what we see now with the fallout of S&C. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, Libya was isolated for a long time. But what happened was um, when Muammar Gaddafi agreed to, uh, to do away with his uh, weapons of mass destruction program, uh, the Western governments wanted to reward him for that, to set an example. And so uh, they did open up. Tony Blair went to meet uh, Gaddafi. Paul Martin went to um, Libya as well. And uh, so there was this window where the Gaddafis were were treated quite well. Uh, and, um, you know, I mean, that window eventually closed. But um, I think, you know, maybe in retrospect, those, those governments would have not behaved the way they did, um, knowing that, even though they wanted to reward him for moving away from WMD, it was still just brutal repression going on in that country, and um, and to some extent the companies that were moving in um, to uh, to get business contracts in Libya were, you know, facilitating that to some extent. One of the contracts that um, SNC Lavalin, in fact, obtained during that window was to build a, a new prison for. The Gaddafi regime. So, you know, uh, and of course, uh, shortly after um, all of this, we ended up going, uh, as NATO anyway, going to uh, joining the, the revolution uh, to some extent or supporting it with NATO air power. So there was, a, like I say, there was a window in there where Western governments were uh, trying to treat Gaddafi as an equal, as, a, as an example, as somebody who would promote their interests in Africa. And I think in retrospect, that was a big mistake.
0: Yeah, a little too trusting. With friends like that, you know you've got enemies. Stuart, another fantastic scoop uh, that you've uh, yet again unveiled. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. And that is Stuart Bell. Global News' is Stuart Bell. If you're not following him, you should be. He breaks some of the most important stories that get covered. In fact, he's been the lead on all the ISIS fighters coming back that we wouldn't even know about. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.